guys, we just dodged an historical bullet. The United States Congress was very, very close to banning white people from marrying black people in the reverse. Thank goodness that didn't happen, and man, it was close. We'll figure this all out with the help of our friends from HealthyCell.com slash Todd. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. I've entitled, so weird to have titles to things as a radio show guy. I've entitled this cast, episode 505, A Parade of Broken Brain Bosses and Hilariously Obvious Liars. And when I was doing show prep and and turning to the scripture on this, You know, it came up for me, Psalm 1, verse 1 through 6. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or or sit in the company of mockers. Sometimes that is referred to as the, the chair of scoffers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers, not so the wicked. They're like the shaft that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. And sometimes it seems like, yeah, but wait a minute. The psalm there said that nothing they do prospers mm, in the long run, in eternity. You can build a bunch of poison fruit and get paid for it. But in the long run, you're going to look back on that poison fruit and go, dang it, that was, that was a bad idea as you're in the lake of fire for eternity. And you can keep looking at your watch all you want. It doesn't matter because it's forever. How long until forever's over? Well, it's not. So when I talk about broken-brained bosses and hilariously obvious liars... I'm really reflecting on the fact that as we continue to explore this, I really believe that there are people who have become the lie, that you you lie so often that you become the thing. Like, you know, you are what you eat. Well, I guess you can become what you say. I mean, the, the, the tongue is sharper than any two-sword or you know, two, two-edged sword, right? And the tongue can be our most dangerous adversary in our own heads. So simply just glancing at the news cycle. This is the dictator of California on Twitter, Gavin Newsom. There are 169 Republicans. Oh, wait, is he going to use grammar or not? There are 169 Republicans voted today against protecting same-sex marriage and international marriage. No, they didn't. That's not what they did. The people who voted against the, the ridiculously, in fact, name in the opposite of what it is, Marriage Equality Act, what they were voting against was giving the IRS the ability to come and force churches to not teach the word of God. That's what they were voting against. This, this, the, the, the same-sex marriage is already happening. 
it's not in any material risk. Yeah, there were states that were going to say we're going to ban it. And then people drive across the border. Go to it there. And that's part of the reason that we have states. Is to have a, an experiment in Republican forms of democracy. Which one of these things thrives? Which one is good for, dem- which one is good for society? There are states, we can observe states that have decided they're going to let criminals do whatever they want to do. Is that good? That we're going to, we're going to, we're going to legalize any and all drugs, heroin, fentanyl, meth included. Is that good? Does that work? How does it work? Well, let's go up to Vancouver, Canada, where there are the scenes from The Walking Dead, where it was, let's give people a safe place to shoot up. No, it was this, same thing in Seattle. Let's give people needles so that they're clean. And then it was, no, let's just not give them one needle. Let's give them 60. And then let's not just give them the needle. Let's let them shoot up in front of us. And then it was, well, why should they have to pay for the heroin? They're poor. Let's give them the heroin. Let's have the taxpayers do that. And why should they have to go to a clinic? Why don't we just have vending machines? You think I'm kidding and I'm not. There are vending machines for methadone and such. And they want vending machines for heroin in Vancouver. How does it work? Well, go downtown Vancouver like to Gastown which used to be an incredible place in Vancouver, Canada. It's utterly, utterly decimated. I don't mean it's sort of messed up. I mean, it stinks of human feces messed up. I mean, you're going to step in human feces if you go there messed up. And it's sad because one of the most beautiful cities in North America. I'm certainly parts of it are okay. San Francisco, same thing. So how does it work? See, this is the thing that the party and the liars and the scoffers, they must, they, 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 they must have no comparison. They cannot stand to have their poisonous fruits compared against the fruits that are not poisonous because the, the, the comparison is stark. What does a country founded upon respect for the word of God who actually lives that way and actually brings it into the very foundation of family and the very foundation of relationship and friendship and work. How does it prosper compared to other countries that begin to eat away at that and in the case of the United States, openly attack it? That's one of the things we're looking at. So I had a discussion with a woman who is a, um, she is a registered nutritionist. And we were talking about dropping unwanted fat. Allison works out at my gym. And I mentioned to her that I took off 95 pounds in about 10 weeks. And she said, wow, 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 how did you do that? And so I talked about the protocol we used. And I talked about how nothing had ever really worked for me like that. And there are people who've tried to, I want to be fair. I want to be fair. I took off about 50 pounds with The Zone. Did you guys ever read that book, The Zone? It's a good book. It's, it's very simple in understanding what to eat, when, etc., but it doesn't approach some things. And this is where I got stuck. I took off 50 pounds just being zone adherent and continuing to lift and introducing more running into my workouts. This was, you know, 10, well, no, it wasn't. Oh, wow, it was just before my daughter was born. My goodness, it was 20 years ago. Wow. And I started to train that way and to eat that way. But I, got, I hit a roadblock. Uh, it would not, I couldn't get the rest of the 95 pounds off. It was, it was locked to me. And that's where I got introduced to the protocol that is very similar to the one that you'll see at sodaweightloss.com. 
And this is why I knew it would work. Yes, I read the reviews. Over 7,000 Google reviews averaged 4.8 stars out of five. Yeah, that was impressive. I looked at the business track record, one location to seven, and now nationwide. You never need to leave your house to go to soda, um, sodaweightloss.com. They do it all from home. I looked at the convenience foods, nailed it, looked at some of the things that I didn't know they had, Christian meditation, cooking classes, etc. I said, okay, wow, these guys have raised the bar. And then I talked to the team. I talked to the founders. Healthcare providers, actual providers of real health. Let me say it that way. And I asked them the why. Why did you do this? How did you know it would work? How do you measure success? What do you do to continue to measure success? How do you make sure that you stay honest? And all these things, they passed with flying colors. Now I've got family members on the, front, uh, on the plan who are thriving. I know people who, like me, took off 150 pounds, although they did it completely on soda. It's sodaweightloss.com. And if you're going to wait until after the first of the year, Okay, my question to you is why put on the extra 10 pounds? It's sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A, weightloss.com. So what Gavin Newsom you know, posts there, it's just, it's just blatantly untrue. Now, okay, yes, it's politics, it's politics, it's politics. And politicians lie. And are you really saying that this is some sort of increased uh, velocity of lies or the importance of lies? No, what, what I'm saying is it's true that politicians lied when they were running for office. It's true. For, for a long time. But now they live in the lie. And living in the lie means you have become the lie. And if you want to look at this from a, uh, a, a perspective of the Christian construct, let me ask you, who is the father of lies? Right? Satan is the father of lies. The more time you spend with him, the more you're like him. Right? And, and, and in the reverse of that, when you accept the Lord Jesus and with all your heart and all your soul and you accept him as your personal Lord and Savior and you work to follow his, his, uh, his rules, his way of living, when you abide in him, when you welcome the Holy Spirit, you can become more like Christ. We can never be him, but we can become more like him. So we're choosing with whom we spend time and you can know people by their fruits. I'm talking about people who do not live in any truth. And all of their lies serve to attack the work of God, or they think they're attacking it, but you go back to the Psalms. And they're talking here about, about mocking. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. They're not talking necessarily about people who mock others in that instance. It's my perception. They're talking about people who try to mock God Almighty. And that's not going to work because God will not be mocked. This is Jamie Raskin. So let's remember Jamie Raskin because it's such an interesting recent story about Jamie Raskin. Do you remember when the very important Liz Cheney was asked about Jamie Raskin having written the book saying her dad stole an election? You remember this? She laughed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha, he brought that up once. I said, Jamie, maybe we should talk about some of your other books. Remember, that, that's, that's Liz Cheney who says, oh, it's the unforgivable big lie to say the 2020 election is stolen. But she's on a committee with a guy who wrote a book saying her dad stole an election. So this is Jamie Raskin. The church decides who's going to get married in the church hall. And the Constitution decides who's going to get married in city hall. So you might not like same-sex marriages. You might not like interracial marriages. You might not like interfaith marriages. Fine, but under the law, everybody's got the right to do it. And you can join whatever church you want, and that church can make 
whatever decisions it wants about who to marry and who not to marry. So I've not heard a single credible or coherent objection to this compromise that came out of the Senate. And I would hope that we would give it our unanimous support and bring it to the floor. And I would hope that the House could unanimously endorse it, because this is precisely um, the compromise that is contemplated uh, by the framers of the Constitution. Remember, when we take our oath of office, we put our hand on the Bible and we swear to uphold the Constitution. We don't put our hand on the Constitution and swear to uphold the Bible. Yeah, y'all, you, you put your hand on the Constitution and swear not to attack it. That's what you do. Not with force of government on your own. Sure, attack it all day long. When you put your hand on the Bible and you swear to uphold the Constitution, that contains a Bill of Rights. Within that Bill of Rights is the ability for us to practice our religious faith in life. Not in the church hall, Jamie Raskin. It's a chance. It is the it is our God-given right to live out our faith in our jobs, in businesses we own. That's our right. And the inclusion of interracial marriage in this is such an utter insanity that it goes to the title of this cast. Broken-brained bosses. Now, you can't tell. Does Jamie Raskin actually believe that somewhere in the country there was going to be some effort to outlaw interracial marriage? A- anyone believe that? See, this is, but you can't tell. Or is he just lying? You can't tell, but he can't tell. This is my point. This is the point about living with the father of lies. You become like him. I had this, and maybe this is just me. In fact, I ran this by a friend this weekend, and she didn't seem that she didn't seem to think it was that that uh, amazing. But I woke up with this beautiful thought, and I've been really trying to wake up with the word of God in my mind. And I woke up with this beautiful thought, and it just—I mean—the second I became conscious in the morning, this came into my mind. I will meditate on your word daily. I said, "Yes." Yes, I've been trying to wake up with God as my first thought for about a year. I will meditate on your word daily and not waking up with, oh, I have to do this or, oh, this happened or, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. But the first thought, oh, it was so, it was such a blessing. And I took that moment to have the quiet time at the Bible and I was thinking again about, uh, I was thinking again about Genesis and thinking again about what did Adam and Eve actually do? What did Eve eat? When she went to the, the, the tree and ate of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, she asked to know evil. It's not just the intellectual knowledge. It's the living knowledge. Okay, you didn't know you had it good. You just thought you had it. When you are pushed out of the garden and I, and I wrap you up so you don't freeze to death, the Lord did that for them, you're going to be able to look back at the garden and go, wow, we had it so good. And now you're going to be able to see, well, this is bad that we have. But you also got to know evil. You got to know the serpent. And if you think of this in a biblical sense of what it is to know another in a biblical sense, you could think of it that way as well. And so I'm looking at the Jamie Raskins of the world and I'm looking at people like, like the dictator of California who have spent so much time in and around the lies that how could it be that they're not spending time with the father of lies? And of course they would, they would, they would laugh at any of this. And on a more, more, on a more pragmatic response to Jamie Raskin, here's the coherent objection, Jamie. It's very simple. We offered an amendment to this that nothing here could be used to coerce anybody 
No government entity could coerce any person or organization to do what it does not want to do biblically with its interpretation of the Bible. And in the case of these topics, it's not an interpretation. It's not open for interpretation. It couldn't be more clear, Jamie Raskin. So there's the reasonable objection to this. When you put your hand on the Bible and sworn oath to the Constitution, part of that oath was our ability to live our faith, not in the worship halls, not as Barack Obama said, uh, 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 Americans have a right uh, 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 to worship their creators, they see fit. That, that, uh, the Constitution protects you, your right to worship your creator uh, in, a, in a small, dark closet. That's what they've been trying to do. And they live in this lie. Now, you think about how this extends beyond Jamie Raskin. This is the head of the Anti-Defamation League. If someone said to me, anti-Semitic incidents will have tripled again. Synagogues will be shut down. Jewish day schools will be closed because of the threats. Jews will have left in large numbers. Tucker Carlson will be the nominee for the GOP. And... Uh, will say we need it we need to get all the globalists out of uh there'll be no globalists in my administration that shouldn't sound so crazy yeah 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 wow you mean that tucker carlson is going to have people a tucker's going to be president <laughs> b Tucker's going to say, I'm not going to have anyone in my administration who doesn't primarily support their oath to that constitution that Jamie Raskin was just talking about. No, of course, because if you speak of globalists, you're speaking of, of jewelry. You're speaking of, you're, spe- you're being anti-Semitic if you're saying, no, I prefer that we not have a global governance. I, I prefer that Brussels not run our business. I don't care what the UN thinks about what we do in the United States of America. I'm not interested in the world court having access to trying our soldiers. I do not want, as the UN has now, as the World Health Organization tries again and again and again to do. As we've detailed on this program, the World Health Organization is seeking the ability to seize regions of America. Because of pandemics. How do they measure a pandemic? With social media. You think I'm kidding. The World Health Organization opines that when social media reports indicate there's a lot of health-related, adverse health-related activity in a region, they should be able to swoop in and take control without the permission of local, regional, states, or federal authorities. They should just be able to do it. So what could a health thing be? It does include gun violence, so-called. It includes reports of people feeling sick. That's globalism. And later this week, we're going to talk about the fact you already live under globalism. Just watch. There's, there's protests in Ireland where they're bringing in illegal immigrants in Ireland and giving them housing while there are Irish citizens without housing. And the protests are getting serious. And we see the same thing here. We see the same thing. We saw the same thing in Germany and France. It's a global push. That's globalism. Globalism is attitude. It's activity. It's not has nothing to do with someone being Jewish or not Jewish, but of course with the ADL who has become the lie. 
the anti-Semitism that exists is so very clearly on the left. You had Barack Hussein Obama's administration remove Israel from maps. <laughs> he had Bibi Netanyahu walk in through the side door where, where the servants walk through. That Bill Ayers helped support the flotilla, which attacked, attacked Israeli troops. So when you live this close to the lie, when you spend this much time in lies, how could it not be that you're getting closer to the father of lies? How could it not be that you've been drawn into a sphere where you cannot see the truth? I've had multiple people, by the way, in the past couple days, um, listener I haven't met, but has been with me for a very long time, and my friend Alyssa, who books 90% of the, um, if you hear a good interview, it's because Alyssa did it. They both come to me with Jack Nicholson, and you can't handle the truth based off of my Fauci stuff, the Fauci uh, deposition. We'll do more of that this week, by the way. I might not do the whole thing as Fauci because that hurt me. That hurt me physically, mentally. That's a dark place to be in the head of Tony Fauci. But definitely going to get to more of his uh, insane, lying deposition. There are some bases uh, for health in in the CrossFit community. I know. Hey, I don't know if someone does CrossFit. Just wait a second. They'll tell you. Um, Greg Glassman, the founder of CrossFit, created this um, uh, the fitness pyramid. And it begins with nutrition. Right. So, hey, I want to be good at CrossFit. Great. How's your eating? Well, wait, what does that have to do with nutrition or nutrition? What does that have to do with being good at CrossFit? Well, it has to do with being good at life. Also on that is sleep, increasingly so sleep. And if you have any of the problems that I do sleeping, and this is what I was having happen to me, is that I I would wake up at, say, two o'clock in the morning. That was my average time and not be able to go back to sleep. And so 2 o'clock became 4 o'clock, and then given my work habits and how I work, 4 o'clock was wake-up time. It got to be really bad. And, man, I tried a lot of things, and some of them people laughed at, but they were effective, but so bad. It got to the point where I was drinking uh, children's Benadryl to sleep. So awful. First of all, it's packed with sugar, but secondly, it's not good for you. to. It's not, it's not something you're intended to have all the time. It's also big pharma. They're not our friends. And I've tried melatonin. And just pure melatonin, and I'll get up to, you know, 10's good, then 20, oh, 40's good, and I don't sleep. It is, it's, I'm passed out, I'm not alert, I'm not awake, but I don't get a full sleep cycle. So when I started to learn about Healthy Cell, the first of their products that I tried is the REM sleep aid, and there's multiple reasons that it's so good. The main one is because it's maximally absorbable. All the melatonin I was taking was in these old pill form, 1930s technology. The microgel technology from, uh, from Healthy Cell is 165% more absorbable than the tablets. It's more natural. The, the tablets have all these filler ingredients because stuff in nature doesn't look that way. This, it's not formed like that. The microgel doesn't have any of the other ingredients like binding, glues, flow agents, fillers, coatings. What it does is suspends ultra-absorbable nutrient particles inside a natural gel made of gut-healthy ingredients like fiber, citrus, uh, citrus pectin, acacia gum, and H2O. Hey, that's water. That's right. And this stuff tastes fantastic. 
Now, if you're having trouble sleeping, you have a loved one who's having trouble sleeping, I beg you to try this uh, healthycell.com slash Todd. And this is his offer. Your first offer, you get 20% off your first order. Okay, and they have not just this, they've got vitamins. If you've got a chest full of vitamins, you're wasting your money. Switch them over for Healthy Cell. It's healthycell.com slash Todd. It's an ultimate money savings because you're getting more of the product that you are really paying for. Healthycell.com slash Todd. Healthycell.com slash Todd. Use my name, Todd, for your first order, 20% off. Healthycell.com slash Todd. Use my name, Todd, 20% off your first order. Healthycell.com slash Todd. Man, did I say that a bunch of times? I get excited about that. That's I, I, I love the fact that we've got at least two partners who are run absolutely counter to Big Pharma. That makes me, you have no idea how, how happy that makes me. So Jamie Raskin, the ADL, these people living in the lie, when you live this close to the lie, you become the lie. And what would it mean if you were a lie? If you had become a lie, could you ever again see the truth? Well, with, with God, all things are possible, but could you really? This is the senior editor of The Spectator Australia. And he's talking here to Jane Fonda. Sorry about that. And Jane Fonda has a whole list of things that if not this, then this. And this is something that Jane Fonda believes. And you can listen to her for yourself and see that in her mind, all this stuff couldn't be more crystal clear um, and easier to, to verify. If there were no racism, there'd be no climate crisis. If there was no misogyny, there'd be no climate crisis. It's, a, it's part of a mindset. It's the mindset that looks at a woman and says, nice. Oh, dear. They're in la-la land. You couldn't be surprised. Let's head to Australia and The Spectator's brilliant columnist, Alex Marshall. Hi, Alex. Good morning. I could have acted it out for you if you needed me to. (laughs) Please, I don't want to see it again. Uh, This is typical, though, of woke Hollywood, isn't it? Oh, look, when I was researching this, I couldn't believe what I was watching. But I figured that she's an actress, right? So she probably didn't pull up this whole uh, climate change is caused by racism and misogyny on her own. So this is actually coming out of the United Nations and a lot of so-called serious reports on the issue. Uh, Yes, indeed. I mean, look, the bottom line is that it's an ideology. It's a religion now, isn't it? Climate change? Of course it's, but it's actually become more than a religion. So the plebs, the peasants, Mark, they think it's a religion. They're buying into this idea that if they just be nicer, the climate will fix itself. But all of the bureaucrats and all of the activists have worked out that they can make a lot of money out of this. So by pretending that this whole climate change is about racism and past oppression, well, then they can basically blackmail the West to pay them a fortune in reparations. Now, when you read through all these reports, it's not about saving the climate. It's about how many billions of dollars every year they can siphon out of western nations and pour into these despot regimes and why would they want to pour them into the despot regimes why buy low sell high they're selling our country high and they can buy low in these other countries with these despotic regimes and shift the money over there and get in and the penny stock level 
So there's this shift going on as well as they shift the global population around. And when I say they, who do I mean? I mean the people at the World Economic Forum, at the United Nations, at the, at the, at the World Bank, who are in fact very openly pouring people into this country with the direct participation of so-called Republicans as they continue to ignore it or pretend paper tiger-like to fight it. They're not. So the closer people live in this lie, the further down they get to the point where they are the lie. And if there was no racism, there would be no climate change. How exactly could that be the case? Because now you're saying we want to develop countries like Africa, but with electric. Oh, I see. So it's the, it's the preponderance of gas-powered cars in Africa that make this all, that make this all about racism. See, none of it works. And when you really sit down to debate these things and you really start to have conversations with people about these these realities, this is why the filter works. We're going to talk about this next hour. This is why social media is so strict on their filter. I've noticed something since Elon took over Twitter. Since Elon took over Twitter, I am seeing more and more and more posts from people who disagree with me. And on the face of it, it's annoying because I don't like to look at stuff that's so utterly, utterly insane because I get tempted to respond to it. I'm not going to because I get into a man. I get into a hormonal rush when I start arguing with people on Twitter. I've had to give that up because I am not I do not want to be divisive. I know that's weird for a podcaster to say I do not want to divide people. That's really not my goal. But I've noticed that that filter is starting to break down and this is a good thing. Because the social media opinion walls work to stew people in their own societies, which is why we'll talk about this next hour. There's a reason why Libs of Tech Talk is so dangerous to the party. Because they're taking things that party members are supposed to see and letting non-party members see it. Anytime we get to get inside the global, you know, the, the meetings of the global elites, we can look at them and say, they don't believe in masks. They don't believe in lockdowns. They don't believe in social distancing. They don't believe in climate change. Look at all their airplanes. And what Libs of TikTok did is it took that and it turned it towards issues of our kids and our schools and morality. That's why they're dangerous. And they can't have that because anytime you actually have a debate on these topics, the lies become so utterly clear. Michael, do you know what the leading cause of death for pregnant people is? This is this is Michael Knowles. And right away, I gave it away, didn't I? Did I give it away? Yep, the lady said pregnant people. Pregnant people. Michael Knowles. Michael, do you know what the leading cause of death for pregnant people is? Pregnant people? Mm-hmm. Mothers? Women? If you'd like to call them mothers, not all of them are mothers, but if you'd like to call them that. What are they if they're not mothers? They're pregnant people. What, what people other than mothers are pregnant? Does it bother you to use inclusive language? Well, it's I, just interesting. I, I prefer to use precise language. It's interesting because you come into this conversation, you know, trying to hold this moral superiority. But then when I, I, no, I when I, I try use, to be moral when I can, but I right. But when I use inclusive language, which it only takes a couple extra syllables to use inclusive language, to include and, and who? it seems to include people who don't, you know, identify as women but can become pregnant. So, like a person who's born a woman, and then identifies as a man mm-hmm. and is pregnant. Yeah. So you're telling me that in order to be a moral person, I need to accept the idea that a man, someone who is born a man and looks like a man, can really become a woman. That's, that's a, a prerequisite of my being a moral person. I mean, yes. 
To, to me, it is, because if you are trying to deny someone of their identity and deny what their life experience is, then that doesn't seem like a moral stance to me. I want to be accepting, and I want to respect people's life experiences and respect the way that they want to identify and respect the way that they want to present themselves to the world. Bronte, I would yes. like to identify, I do identify, actually, mm-hmm. as the correct person on this issue of abortion. Okay. I identify as being correct and more correct than you on this issue. And I would just ask that you accept and affirm my uh, identity. Do you? Well, you are not a medical professional, and abortion and pregnancy <laughs> is a medical my concern. That's not your identity. That is my identity. I promise you that's my identity. <laughs> that's why they so rarely do it in kudos. Wow. Kudos, Michael Knowles. That was very, very well done. But there's more to what she said there, isn't it? Isn't there more to what she said? See, this is the living in the lie. She's so wedded to that lie that she doesn't hear the embedded lie because she can't feel it. She can't sense it because she's become it. Man, that's horrifying. If you are the lie, you can't you can't have truth. It's not that you can't handle it. You can't have it. It can't live within you. You could be permanently in the darkness. That should horrify people. That should really horrify people. Um, oh, the, the, um, gosh, I'm so tempted to talk about the pillows. I'm supposed to talk about the towels, but I just was talking about darkness and sleep and, oh, oh, no way. Watch this. So if you want to wash the lies off your body that the world tells you, then you're going to want to dry your body really well. after that's nah, it's pretty, that's Okay. Let me just do it this way. You have friends of yours who are great patriots. Uh, you have friends of yours who are who believe that the 2020 election was stolen. You have friends of yours who do have my pillow, the, the pillows. Uh, most of them don't yet have the towels. I know this because I live in North Idaho. I know this because when I took my pillow towels out to, for a soak in the lake in the in the 16 degree weather with snow falling, and someone asked me about them, I said, "Yes, these are my pillow towels." There are two guys standing next to me who said, oh my gosh, I have the pillows. I don't have the towels. So if you're still looking for that Christmas gift, dig this. Mike Lindell's six-piece MyPillow towel set made in the United States of America with, by the way, with United States cotton. These are insanely absorbent towels, and they're huge. I think they could qualify as beach towels, but I'm not an expert. They're vital in a whole variety of colors. It comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two uh, and a washcloth two-pack. Order this before December 25th, and the 60-day money-back guarantee is extended all the way through March 1st, 2023. So these towels give your friends the ability to wrap themselves in patriotism, in free speech, and in these insanely absorbent towels. It's more than 50% off, regularly $89.98, now only $39.98 at MyPillow.com slash Herman. Use promo code Herman. There you'll find deep discounts on all MyPillow products. Get your six-piece MyPillow towel set for only $39.98. Shop MyPillow.com slash Herman, promo code Herman. That's MyPillow.com slash Herman, promo code Herman. So in that clip with Michael Knowles, uh, this woman is demanding that he lie. And that lying is polite. (laughs) What is the easiest of any of the Ten Commandments for most people to remember is thou shalt not lie. 
because most people can't remember love thy God, thy uh, love God with your entire heart and all your soul. Love thy neighbors as self. They can't remember the commandments. Like, even the Lord Jesus speaking, well, I tell you, love your neighbors, you love yourself. Even love your enemies. Thou shalt not lie is pretty easy because we know that we're not supposed to lie. But this is a woman who has become the lie. In order to be polite, you must lie to yourself and to society. Now, think of this from the perspective of this social media world that that pushes people into this filter and that filter. And this is the way we worked. We've talked about this so many times that most people know the truth, but they're afraid to speak the truth, particularly on that particular topic. They're afraid to do it because they know what comes with that. They know the cost they pay if they speak that truth. They know what happens to them in social media and social circles. And you have companies that have now extended this into policy. You know that that, uh, companies owned by the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, the Mormon Church, colloquially, do you know that many of their companies... You have to mouth that particular lie that Michael Knowles was talking about there. That's, that's company policy. In companies owned by the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, you have to mouth that lie. Now, has the Bible changed? No. Did Genesis change? No. None of it changed. When your organizations begin to enforce lies, I beg you to ask Why? Look, I am not LDS. I have no I have no investment in the LDS church. I have family members who are LDS, but I ask you, if your church is doing this with businesses they own, how soon before they do it in church? You know, we spend time talking about the Catholic church and how this particular pope, and forgive me if you're Catholic, I don't mean to down your faith, you know that my godfather, godmother and godfather are, are Catholic. My closest male brother is Catholic and the great Jesus needed Catholic. And I don't, I don't have truck with the Catholic church, but I look at this Pope and he's cozying to these lies. The more lies with which you live and the more you try to hide them, the more Satan has a playground. If you're hiding lies in your heart, you know that Satan loves a couple things. He loves lies and he loves darkness. He loves hidden things because it's the hidden things that he talks to us as, Oh, if you speak that truth, Oh, Oh, you're going to hurt people. If you speak that truth, people are going to run away from you. You're not good enough to speak that truth. You're not an expert like this woman, just this insane mental patient just said. You're not a medical expert, but but neither are you. And here you are telling me what I need to say. You're not a moralist. You have no degree in morality. And you look at the lies from the highest possible level down to the lowest. I put Jim Cramer on a pretty low level. And I've never met Jim Cramer, but as I talked to Jack and Zach Abraham about Jim Cramer, what Jim Cramer does, I have him mentally on a pretty low level. Jim Cramer is insisting, insisting that there's no recession. Down uh, to the New York Stock Exchange, Jim Cramer uh, joins us now. It's a, kind of a seasonally strong time, uh, Jim, but uh, we got the, you know, we got the, the, I don't know how often we hear from the Fed that they say, you know, we're, we're definitely still going higher. That's a, the lead story. Mike Wilson seems like he thinks this uh, latest rally is petering out a little. What, what, what's your feeling on uh, oh, on just the know. overall indexes? Yeah, look, these guys exhaust me, these negative people. Uh, look, and by the way, Jamie Dimon, other than you know, the military, I thought he was incredibly negative. Mike Wilson, negative. Katie Huber, you look at the charts, negative. Uh, I don't know anybody who's really positive. And yet at the same time, 
you have a down day like yesterday. The positive, you know, suddenly people, I think, are going to come back and uh, take a hard look at things because there's not a lot of stock issuance. And uh, other than the two years, there's not a lot of great investment. Everyone's decided there's going to be a recession. I don't see the recession coming. I- it, 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 Jim Cramer, it, it's, it, it's not coming. You're talking about, I don't see a lot of positivity in, 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 the, in the chart, in, in people looking at the charts. Jim Cramer, the charts are what determines we're in a recession. Now, I don't pretend to understand your program at all because I've seen it in bits and blips in airports. I think you yell a lot and you roll your 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 your, your working shirt sleeves up and then and you're bullish and you ring bells and I mean, okay, it's good TV. I guess it's good TV. You've been on for a decade or you know, 20 years. You're very successful. I'm sure it's very entertaining. The clips I've seen are wildly entertaining, to be honest. You're good at it. But do you care any longer about the fact that we're actually in a recession? When you cozy up to the lies, and just even the little lies, man, the little lies are, are the ones that will kill you. One of the most godly men I've ever met in my life told me a story once that there was a woman that worked for him and they became very close friends in the workplace. You know that you have work friends, right? Became very close friends in the workplace and they had a lot of discussions about business, which then became discussions about family, which then became discussions about themselves, which then became discussions about, you know, well... You kind of know where it went, right? That after work, there was a lot of time spent sitting around and in work, in work, right? At desks, but no one else there. You know, maybe grabbing a beer from work, a place that had beer and wine, but they're at work and having a glass or two, but at work, other people could come in. And then one day they were walking out to the cars and he to go home and she to go home. And they stood there at cars at, I forget whose car, but they were standing there at the cars. And this is a very godly man. And this woman looked him in the eye and said, now what? And he realized, oh, dear Lord, I have been lying to myself. (laughs) Obviously, this is where this was headed. I've been lying to myself. And he had such great respect for this woman. He had to tell her, there can't be a what. I'm sorry, there can't be a what. And and when she said, oh, I just thought, and I I know, and I shouldn't have. and, And he ended up finding her. She wanted to leave. And he said, no, no, I'll leave. I'll leave. I'm the boss. I'll leave. No, no. No, you didn't do anything wrong. It's not that I don't trust that we couldn't work together. It's, it's I, I do trust that. I, I know that you're an honorable man. But what we can't put aside is where this just about went. And for me, I want to leave because I don't want the shadow of it emotionally for me. And again, he said, no, no, I'll leave. She said, no, I want you to stay because you are the one, you know, et cetera. And he helped her find this other job. And she's done well. Super well, and she's married, and she's got four kids, and, and it, it turned out, obviously, for the best, but the lies, they sneak up. And when was it that Jim Cramer stopped caring about the fact that you're in a recession? 
When is it that the medical world stopped caring about the fact that every ounce of data shows what these injections are doing? It's when the little tiny lies add up and suddenly you have trouble seeing the truth and when you don't and you have trouble seeing the truth and eventually you cannot see it. That's where people have landed. And speaking of the shots, and then I want to get to a very difficult email uh, to me. This is White House spokesman version whatever dot whatever. President, but every year, as you know, the uh, the NDAA has some provisions uh, we support and some we do not. And what the president's going to do is he's going to judge uh, judge this piece of legislation, this bill, uh, on its entirety uh, when that occurs. Again, there's a process moving, there's a process that's happening, and so we're going to let that happen uh, in Congress. I will note, uh, just to be very very clear here, what we saw, what uh, what we think happened here is a. Uh, Republicans in Congress have decided that they rather uh, rather fight against the health and well-being of our troops than protecting them. And we believe that it is a mistake what we saw, uh, what we saw happen on the NDAA as it relates to the vaccine mandate. Making sure our troops are prepared and ready for service is a priority. <laughs> you see what I mean? Broken brain bosses. Of course the woman's reading. That's what she does for a living. She pretends to not read it. Everybody knows she's reading. That in and of itself is a lie. Let me respond to you here by reading from a notebook that I didn't write. I'm not really aware of what it says. I'm going to cold read this for you. But you pretend for everybody else that I'm just actually answering this out of my head. So now I'm going to read the lie from the lie book. And you're going to play the game where I'm actually answering your question. And we're further all going to pretend that I didn't have a binder already for the questions that we already knew were coming in this ultimate act of Kabuki theater. Let's, that's, let's just play pretend. Now, can she see that? I honestly hate saying this because someone, someone, God gave her some talent. I don't know what it is. It has nothing to do with leadership or honesty. I don't know what it is. I truly think that woman does not have the intellectual horsepower to see the lie. I really don't. I hate that. Of course, I hate that. But it's like the woman that Michael Knowles spoke with. There's a lie embedded in this. We don't make the rules. Michael Knowles, debate partner, was saying, can't you just be nice? Well, wait a minute. No, I can't because God said not to lie. And spokes liar. We want to keep the health, we want to keep the troops prepared. No, you don't. Look at look at look at what you did in Afghanistan. No, you don't. We care about their health. No, you don't. The data clearly indicates that these injections are providing the opposite. Which leads me to this letter. And this is from Susan K. Dear Brother Todd, I listened to the podcast with Stacy Ogresnik. And uh, by the way, Stacy is the woman who uh, she told her story about uh, Ryan, her husband, and what happened to him in the hospital. And she has these people on video, on audio, you know, and she is now represented by a lawyer. She's been speaking to the United States Senate, you know, or speaking to them in private. And I imagine knowing Stacy that she'll eventually go speak with them in public. And she continues, I prayed for her with you that day. Because I'm not in the medical field, I asked a good sister in the Lord who is a nurse to listen to that podcast. I thought it was unusual for you to not have a trusted medical person in that podcast to discern what should have been done with Stacy's husband's, other factors to consider, etc. 
My medical friend read the intro to the podcast, refused to interview Reed further due to the pining of murder. And she said, there's so much misinformation and outright lies on both sides in this issue and reminded me that Satan is the father of lies. And she considers it slander to the dedicated medical staff, some of whom are fellow Christians, and have tirelessly and heroically tried to help patients during COVID. She's been through a lot as a nurse during COVID, too, and that we should only be filling our heads with God's truth and not political stuff because it could cause disunity in the body of Christ. And that only God knows the truth, citing um, Timothy, Second uh, Timothy 2.23. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. However, I believe that all truth is God's truth, and I want to know the truth when it comes to this. How else can I make informed decisions for anyone else? I also think that another verse is exposing fruitless deeds of darkness, Ephesians 5.11. Well, I agree we've been misled by the government and their medical expert, Dr. Fauci and co. I think we have to be more cautious when jumping to conclusions with information that have not, have not had trusted medical professionals give their assessment. Love you and continue to pray and listen. Thank you very much for the note, Susan. I appreciate that, your adherence to the Word of God. Susan, um, who are the trusted medical experts? Who are they? Which ones? But, I mean, that's who we're to turn to, right? Which ones? Um, in the case of Stacey Aggressic, I didn't jump to any conclusions. I talked to a woman for about two hours. We talked prior to the interview. And her husband went into the hospital with oxygen at 90. Oxygen levels at 90. And they wanted to ventilate him. Uh, any medical person who's honest will tell you most people never come off of a ventilator. It destroys lungs. Why would they want to ventilate a man who didn't need it? Well, there's the $330,000 they get for that. That doesn't take medical expertise with all due respect to you, my sister, and I love you. It doesn't take medical expertise to say that's not a medical decision. Then... They promised no remdesivir, but they gave him remdesivir. Even though they promised they wouldn't, they did. Now, he wasn't the slightest bit anxious, not the slightest bit worried, but they gave him anti-anxiety medicines, which decrease his oxygen levels. When that began having the desired the effect, and Stacy thinks his desired effect, of lowering his oxygen levels, and she became concerned, they banned her for a time from the hospital room. She wasn't there, and in that time, they turned up all these other measures. And when she finally got a doctor to come in and reverse those measures, and her husband began to get better on ivermectin and some steroids, his heart rates got better, his oxygen levels got better, they were unplugging the poisonous medications that were poisoning him, As he began to get better, they pulled that guy from the case. They reversed all of the directions that were causing improvement. And Ryan began his descent into dying and his going to the Lord. There were people who told her, and she has them. You heard her describe the fact that she has them on audio and sometimes on camera saying things to her like, We know this isn't going to help your husband, but we have to do this. This is the only thing they'll let us do, and uh, we've got to keep our jobs. So, my dear friend Susan, 
what medical expertise do we need to unwind something like that? What should have been done? Well, the patient should have directed his care. When he said no ventilation, they should have said, okay, here's, this, here's what this could lead to. Understand that you could be making a very bad decision. I understand I don't want the ventilation. I don't want rendemzivir. Will we really suggest it? No, I will not have it. Find other things. That's what should have happened. Uh, first, do no harm. That's the Hippocratic Oath. First, do no harm. They introduced into his body something that was going to harm his oxygen levels. They introduced something into his body that is 20% likely to shut your kidneys down or to harm your kidneys, remdesivir, which has no track record of success in any of this. If we cannot see the truth, how then can we function in the world? Then which medical expert can come along and explain this stuff away? We have to look for very core, very easily understandable things, such as patient control, such as there was no reason to put him on a vent, no medical reason. So I appreciate you doing all the research. I appreciate you writing. I appreciate you um, involving your friend. And I would just say to your friend, I would just ask your friend, um, this woman in the medical world, I would just ask her one thing. Would you do this, Susan, since we're speaking the word of God? God made man in his own image. Man and woman, he made us. Man and woman, right? Please go to your friend, the Christian sister, and ask her, are men women? Just ask her flat out, are men women? And then when she says no, God willing, she says no, why does the medical world say they are? Why do trusted medical experts say they are? Where's the truth in that? Susan, I appreciate your point of view. I appreciate you writing and saying so adherent to the word of God. Thank you so much. Challenging, challenging email because I certainly understand with as many family members as I have who work in healthcare, and I do, uh, I really do understand that most people are trying to do the right thing. But if you're not speaking out about this stuff, in my judgment, you're helping it. I don't think we can afford that. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. I remember that one of the things God gave us is the ability to discern. Let's use it.